0: Thank you, Louis. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We have a few holes in our pews. We know that uh, every August, all the all the families and a lot of the parents are trying to get those last-minute vacations in before uh, before school begins, and so it's good to have the the Zimbaladies and the in the the and the, uh, the, the Bewicks back their whole clan is back so you got like the whole middle of the auditorium is back full again you got that clan back and so let's keep our uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, who are traveling let's keep them in our prayers as they're uh, hopefully have a, a fun and safe vacation and uh, that they're remembering God also this Lord's Day if you remember a couple of weeks ago I preached on uh, uh, Commitment, right? Remember how we talked about we made a lifetime commitment to the Lord? And today we're going to talk about uh, persistence. We're going to talk about uh, endurance. We're going to talk about determination. Why do you think that's uh, something that's important to talk about? I know I don't need you to audibly respond, but I just want you to think about why is is persistence, uh, endurance, uh, determination, why is that important in the idea that we talked about a couple weeks ago that we made a lifetime commitment to the Lord? Why is it that oftentimes we choose to just give up? We choose to stop. Why is it that we allow failure to be an option? I'm not just talking about in Christendom. I'm just talking about in, in everyday life. Anybody here ever make a New Year's resolution and follow through with it? I'm sure there may be a couple. And maybe maybe even one or two in your life. But if you're 70, there's been 70 New Year's days. How many resolutions have you made? How many have you followed through on it? Why is it that we allow failure to be an option? Why do we choose to quit? Why do we choose to fail? Because I want, you to say, I want you to think about this lesson in the context that many who fail in their faith make a choice to fail. Why would I say that? Why would somebody make a choice to fail? Does life ever get difficult? Has anybody ever been persecuted because of their faith? Has anybody ever been talked down upon? Or, uh, or ridiculed because of their beliefs? Do any of our beliefs contradict modern day society? You know, uh, I, I, Chuck and Diane were at my house last night for dinner and, and I said something to them. I said, you know, anybody ever see those Billy Graham Jr. commercials on television, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, say this prayer and call this number and you know somebody will be with you. But he said something the first time I've ever actually agreed with uh, Billy Graham or his, or his uh, 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 Billy Graham Jr. He said, today we live in a society that it, what, is, uh, what is right used to be wrong, and what was wrong is now right. And he says we live in a society where things are kind of flipped upside down, flipped on their heads. So are there any of our Christian beliefs that are contrary to modern day beliefs? Oh, well, there's quite a few of them, is there not? And so that's the question. Those are the things I want you to think about as we dive into today's lesson. As I said a couple weeks ago, I spoke on the idea of commitment. That nobody was forced to become a Christian. Every one of us made the uh, the conscious decision to put on Christ in baptism, to walk in the ways of the Lord. And when you do so, you don't do so for a season. You do so for a lifetime. And so this week, as we look at persistence, I want you to remember Mark chapter four, in verse five and six. Because Jesus is about to give a parable in Mark chapter 4. And this parable that many of us know about is the parable of the sower, uh, and, and uh, the seed and the sower, right? And so as you look at this, I want you to notice just specifically verse 4 and 5 and what it says. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up. And because it had no depth of soil, and after the sun had risen, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. But ask yourself in this parable, why did the plant in the stony ground have to die? Why did it die? Why did it wither away? Because it had no lack of roots. It had a lack of roots, so it means it had no staying power. And so when the hot sun uh, came up, it scorched it. In this parable, Jesus is implying that the plant that was to, that had taken root in the stony ground is a sad, repre- a sad representation of what many Christians become. You see, because in this parable, he's talking about the various heart conditions of those who may put on Christ. I mean, think about it. How many of us here this morning know individuals, whether it's family members or friends, or just know of individuals who have become Christians? And when they become Christians, man, they have a great energy. They have a great joy. They have, I mean, you could see changes taking place. But then this little thing called life starts to get in the way. And worldliness starts to get in the way. And it starts to pull at them and tug at them. And eventually, they fall away. But they made a lifetime commitment to the Lord. And yet, it wasn't through just a little of trial and tribulation. A little bit of life storms and struggles. That they they made the choice to stop. They made the choice to give up. They made the choice to fail in their faith. You see, many people start out with good intentions, right? They start out with good intentions, and they even have uh, high goals and and desires for their faith. But how many people that fail, they fail because they they forget somewhere along the line to learn a, a very crucial lesson to life. And that life lesson is about perseverance. That life lesson is about persistence, in order to succeed in anything in life, whether it's your faith or any other endeavor that you uh, partake in, you need to have perseverance. You need to persist because life is going to get difficult. There are going to be challenges along the way. There are going to be people who are not going to agree with everything you have to say, your lifestyle or your beliefs. There are going, You're going to be ridiculed maybe in the workplace, in the family, and in society. And so we need to understand, brethren, that without persistence, these intentions, these goals, these desires that you originally had, they essentially become worthless. Yeah. Because without, without, uh, without perseverance, who cares what, how many attentions you have? Who cares of your goals and of your desires? You need to have staying power. We need to not be like that sad representation of many Christians that Jesus was talking about in Mark chapter 4 in the parable of the, soar, uh, the, parable of the sower in the, in the soils. And so we need to make sure that our heart condition, our mind, that the word enters into isn't like that stony place. And so brethren, when we think about persistence here this morning, it is an absolute must in successful Christian living. It's an absolute must in life in general. Think about what the writer of Hebrews had to say. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 14, it says, For we have become partakers with Christ. But there's that little word, that conditional word, if. If we hold fast the beginning of our insurance, when? Until the end. If you hold fast, you persist. If you hold fast, you persevere. Until the end. You see, brethren, it is so very important in any in-life endeavors that you have the, the mindset of determination. Why did you make a goal in the first place? Why did you commit to something in the first place? How many times do we have little kids who want to get involved in something, and we say to them, hey, you could try this, but if you try it, you're going to finish it till the end. You're going to complete the, the season. You're going to complete the recital. You're going to do what you committed to doing. Why do we teach them those lessons? Because we teach them that if you're going to commit to something, that you should follow through with what you commit. And so why is it that we commit to the Lord, and yet too many people that make that commitment soon fall away as life gets a little bit more difficult. As the world starts to pull at you. Brethren, if life is easy, persistence would pose no problem. Amen? I mean, but life has its challenges. It has its problems. It has its trials, does it not? And so these challenges, these problems, these trials, they will test our faith. They will test our commitment, but they will also test our trust in the Lord. And so ask yourself these questions. Are you going to give in when doubt sets in? Are you going to stop? Are you going to give in when doubt sets in? Will you let discouragement cause us to fall away? Fall away not just from the Lord, but from, well, really anything that you're desiring to do. Will we let the lure of worldliness cause us to turn away from God's moral standards? Brethren, proving, uh, or, or persistence is our way of proving that we are serious about success. Persistence is our way of proving that we are going to succeed, that we are, de- that we are determined to stay the course. Listen to what Jesus had to say through the Apostle John in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. He says, don't fear what you're about to suffer. He says, listen, the devil's going to come. He's going to cast some of you in the prison. You're going to be there for probably about 10 days. It's not a literal 10 days. It's not a literal prison. He's simply telling us that the devil is going to tempt some of you in different ways. But if you are faithful until the end, what is is he going to do for you? He's going to give you the crown of life. What is the point? He's telling you that Satan is going to try to get you back. He doesn't, Satan doesn't like losing people over to righteousness and to a holy living and over to God. And so he's going to do everything that he can in his power to put stumbling blocks in your path in order to get you to stumble and to fall away from the Lord. The devil wants you to quit. He wants you to question your beliefs. He wants you to give in to failure. Brethren, I am here to tell you that the Lord expects us to, to be faithful. But not just faithful for a time, not just faithful for a season, but faithful for the, uh, for the remainder of our lives. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, nothing can take the place in this life of perseverance or persistence. Talent won't take the place of it. Why? Because many talented people, they set out and they desire to do certain things, and they often fail and give up. Genius will not take its place because genius has often failed. Education will not take its place because educated people regularly fail and give up. You see, brethren, it has been said that that some of the greatest people in our history become great because of perseverance, because of persistence, and not necessarily because of talent or education. You may have not been the most, uh, you may have not had the most ability, you may have not have had the most talent, but you were determined to succeed. And maybe it took you longer than somebody else, but you persevered, you were determined, and in, in the end, you received the crown of life in your Christian faith, or in life, in other areas of life, you'll receive a reward. What did you set out? Was your, uh, was your goal to lose 50 pounds? Was your goal to lose 100 pounds? Why is it after we didn't lose any pounds for uh, three or four days, we're like, well, forget this. This is too difficult. I mean, think about it. How many of us have started out on a diet? We go to the grocery store buy the food. We don't even start the diet once we get the food. You're like, I really don't feel like doing this. I mean, think about it. Why don't we go to the gym and we're going to set out to, to bulk up or to, you know, tone up and to, to get back in shape, you know, get back in my fighting weight. And you start to go a few times, you pay the money for the membership, you sign the two-year contract, and 30, 60 days in, you're like, oh, I don't really feel like this. Why do we so easily give up on ourselves? Why do we so easily allow failure to even be an option? And it's not just in Christianity, it's in life in general. Why do we find ourselves quitting sometimes before we ever even begin? Brethren, we need to understand that the greatest good done in the kingdom of God is not done by people who are necessarily the most talented, but by people who persevere, by people who are persistent in doing the little things until they succeed, because they are faithful until death, as they read in Revelation chapter 2. Brethren... The, one of the things that I could tell you for sure here this morning, the more persistent that you are, the more you will grow in your faith. But the more persistent you are, the more you will grow in all areas of your life. It's not just, this isn't just about Christianity. It's about anything that you endeavor to do, anything that you would set out to do. Most of us have, uh, have, have, have made goals. Most of us have desires well, there's nothing wrong with goals and desires. We should have those things. But it, with having those things without the determination to succeed and having the, without the pers- uh, perseverance that you're going to need to, to get through when life becomes hard, you're going to end up quitting and failing at what you endeavor to do. So, brethren, there is something that all great accomplishments have in common, and that's persistence, determination, and dedication persistence, determination, and dedication. Do you want to receive the crown of life? That's completely up to you. Remember, when you fail, you made the choice to fail. When you quit, you make the choice to quit. You didn't have to quit, which means you didn't have to fail. You could have slowly continued to be determined in your pursuit of whatever it is that you set out to do. But too often, we, uh, when life gets difficult, we choose to quit on ourselves. But I want to. I want to show you a few things this morning. I want you to understand what the Bible has to say about this, because God wants us to be persistent in our pursuit of Him. God wants us to be persistent in the growth of our faith and the spiritual maturity of our faith. Notice what Peter had to say in Second Peter, in chapter one, and verse five through eight on the screen behind me. It says, but also for this very reason, brethren, giving all diligence. Notice it says giving all diligence. Giving all diligence to what? Add to your faith virtue. Virtue to knowledge. Knowledge to self-control. Self-control to oh, there's that word perseverance, which is a synonym of persistence. So perseverance to uh, um, self-control to perseverance. Perseverance to godliness. Godliness to brotherly kindness and uh, brotherly kindness to love. For if these things are yours, and listen to that word, abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Brethren, clearly we could see that perseverance, meaning persistence, it, it is part of what makes up the fundamentals of any good, strong, and faithful Christian. Amen. Why does persistence have value? Because it doesn't quit. And so persistence is something I want you to really just think about in the days ahead. I want, to ask, I want you to ask yourself, what have I quit? What have I stopped? What have I failed at because I lacked determination? I lacked persistence. I want you to think about that, not just in your faith, but in life. And then ask yourself, why did I make the, cho- why did I make the choice to stop? Why did I make the choice to fail? And then these are logical questions we need to ask ourselves, brethren, because persistence has a value because it does not quit. Notice what the Apostle Paul said to the people of Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. He tells us, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Brethren, Paul was teaching the Corinthians to never give up on doing the work of the Lord. Look at those uh, continual action words in that verse. The continual action words in that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is, Be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding. Brethren, if you're uh, you're the type of Christian who is steadfast, who's immovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord, you you are going to succeed time and time again because you are all in. You're willing to do whatever it is that the Lord has uh, has asked you to do or whatever the Lord requires you to do. So brethren, this simply means that God does not want us to quit serving him. He doesn't want us to quit growing in our faith. He doesn't want us to quit serving the church, the kingdom, or our fellow servants, our fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Brethren, can you imagine if all Christians were steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord? I mean, if we were, think about it for a minute. Studying to show yourself approved do it to be second nature. Hosting Christian fellowship opportunities would be something you desire to do. Not because the congregation, uh, not because the elders uh, required it of you, but because that's what you desire to do. Doing personal evangelism would be something you desire to do because you realize how many people are lost in your very lives. If you're being persistent, if you're persevering, you're going to be be able to work with the missionaries, whether locally or abroad. You may decide to become a missionary yourself. You're going to get involved in the local ministries of the the local church. You're going to help to bear other Christians' burdens. Brethren, if we were all steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, these things would be second nature. And so, brethren, we look at this, uh, this information here this morning. With persistence, we can certainly grow in our talents and our abilities to accomplish great things on behalf of the kingdom, to accomplish great things on behalf of the Lord. And when we do that, brethren, the people in our lives, they're going to start to see a difference. Because you're allowing the Word of God to transform your heart. You're allowing the Word of God to transform your mind, as Romans 12, as we often talk about, says. And when you start to transform your heart and mind, it's going to show up in your attitude. It's going to show up in your mindset. It's going to show up in the way you speak and your entertainment choices and the friends that you keep and the friends that you remove. It's going to show up in all aspects of life. And so, brethren, we need to make sure that we're always doing all we can, persisting and using our abilities and our talents that God has given us, being determined to succeed, not just in the church, but in life. Winston Chilcher once said, and Winston Chilcher uh, once said this never give in, never give in, never, never, never. He said, in anything great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Dale Carnegie once said, most of the important things in this world have been accomplished by people who have kept on trying when there seemed to be no hope at all. Well, what did Carnegie just say there? They kept on trying when there seemed to be no help. What did he say? He said they persevered. They they, they were persistent. They were determined to, to do what they set out to do. Thomas Edison said, I never did anything by accident, nor did any of my inventions come by accident. They came by hard work. What what do we know about Thomas Edison? He failed more than he succeeded, but he continued to persevere. He was persistent. He was determined in order to succeed. Brothers and sisters, what, what is the common theme that these accomplished men have in their quotes? What is the common theme that we see in each of their quotes? Being persistent can help us be successful, not just in Christianity, but in all aspects of life. So brothers and sisters, I want you to think about something else before we close this down. When you think about persistence, I want you to think about Matthew chapter 25 for a second. You see, because when you look at Matthew chapter 25, there's the parable of the talents, is there not? And as we think about the parable of the talents, we're not going to go over it, but this parable can see that the master knew that his servants had certain capabilities, they had certain abilities, and he trusted them by giving them five talents, two talents and one talent. But he wasn't so much concerned how much they did, but how persistent they were in using their abilities, by using their talents. And so the five talent and the two talent man, they got busy right away. They got to work, and what did they do? They doubled what the master had given them. The one who had five had five had 10, the one who had two had four, But the one who had one talent, what did he do? He decided to give up before he ever even started. He said, I only have one talent. And so instead of going out and using the one talent to the best of his ability, being determined to do something for the Lord, he decided to give up before he started, and he buried the talents. And so what happens? The one-talent man lost the justification he should have had before his master. And the master ended up removing him from his kingdom. Why? Because the worthless slave did nothing. The worthless servant did nothing. God wasn't expecting miracles from him, but he was expecting commitments. He was expecting persistence. He was expecting for this servant to do something with the talent that he had been given and this teaches us that God does, is not concerned with how much you or I do, but he's concerned that each of us are doing something. Yeah. And so I ask you this morning, what are you doing for God? What are you doing for the church, for the kingdom, for Christianity? Are we not all representatives of the king? Are we not all representatives of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to go out into the world, to take the message, to teach the gospel, to teach them to uh, do all that God has commanded of us, and to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? You see, brethren, there is much that we need to do, and the Lord isn't expecting uh, the same thing from each and every individual, because God knows the hearts and minds of all men. God knows what your abilities are, but he also knows those who bury their talents, he also knows those who give up before they ever be, even begin. And so I ask you this morning, what are you doing with the abilities, the talents that God has given each of, uh, each of you to the furtherance of the kingdom of God, to the, for the furtherance of your faith, to spiritually grow and mature in order to then be an influence to all those around you? Thomas Edison also once said that many of life's failures are from people who never actually realized how close to success they were before they decided to give up. You see, brethren, he wants us, you know, God wants us to never give up. It reminds me of that Winston Churchill uh, uh, a quote. Never give in. Never give in. Never. Except to uh, except to the convictions of, of honor and good sense. So, brethren, I'm here to ask you this morning that when you think back to two weeks ago and the lesson I taught on commitment, and you made that lifetime commitment. You free, of free will gave your life over to God. I want you to think about that commitment. And I want you to ask yourself. I want you to be truthful with yourself. How really persistent have you been in your faith? How often do you persevere when things get difficult? Why is it at various times maybe in your faith you've decided to stop? Or to quit? Or made the choice to fail? Because it really isn't quitting and failure, a choice that we make? You don't have to quit anything. You may never be the best at something, but you can can definitely improve upon your abilities and talents by putting in efforts, by being determined and persistent in your pursuit of success. So brethren, before I close this down, I want you to think of one other person. You guys ever hear of the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul, did he do these little things called missionary journeys? Did you know that it is is, is estimated that during his life's missionary journeys, he traveled over 10,000 miles. He didn't have motorboats, didn't have gas-powered vehicles. He traveled on foot or by boat. 10,000 miles during his lifetime and during his missionary journeys on behalf of the Lord, on behalf of the church. he He faced death threats almost everywhere he went. And even in the light of facing ridicule, uh, even being ridiculed and receiving death threats, he continued to persist on. Why? Because he realized what the greater greater good was. He realized that he lived amongst a people who were lost, who needed to hear the life-saving message of Jesus Christ. They needed to hear the gospel. And so it didn't matter about the death threats. It didn't matter that he was ridiculed. It didn't matter that he was ostracized. What mattered was that he was doing the will of the Lord. And he continued on no matter what it meant to him personally. Meaning death threats and everything else. Likewise, brethren, we also too must never quit. Even if people start to criticize us or demean us for upholding, uh, for upholding our faith and our beliefs. Even though it's amongst a society where the mainstream ideals of society today are uh, really uh, opposite of what our faith teaches. Even though our, the ideals of mainstream society contradict with Scripture, you stand with God first. You be persistent in your faith, you persevere and you be determined, and you will succeed at receiving the crown of life. Brethren, think about this. How little will the harsh words of those who look to ridicule you or demean you, how much will those words matter when you're sitting in paradise alongside your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you won't remember the evil or the words or the, uh, or the ridicule that you may have received at various points in your life. Never forget, brethren, as I close this down, persistence is a choice. Failure is a choice. And I want you to think about that when you leave here today. Ask yourself, why have I quit at different times? Why have I chosen to fail at certain things? Why have I stopped trying to grow And ask yourself, what can I do to change that mindset? What can I do to change my mindset from a mindset of quitting when things get difficult and choosing to fail versus choosing to to succeed? Choosing to do the difficult things, persist in them, knowing that success, even at a slow rate, is still success. You see, brethren, it's all in your mind. Everything we're doing in this life Starts in the mind, and you need to make a choice to either uh, strive for your goals, strive uh, to to do the best you can because you've committed yourself to something, or you can make the choice to give up. The choice is yours here this morning. As we stand here, uh, as we sit here this morning, and as we think about uh, all that was said here this morning, I want to ask if there's anybody in the congregation who's hurting or struggling right now. Maybe you need the prayers of the church because you're struggling in your faith. And you know maybe you're not very persistent in in trying to persevere or or being determined to grow. But you want somebody to help mentor you. You want somebody to help teach you. Brethren, we have many men and women in this congregation who can help you. Who can help you to grow and to take that next step in your faith to help you become spiritually more mature. To help you become productive for the kingdom of God. All you need to do though is ask. You have to be willing to admit some of the failures and ask for help. If that is you, we can pray for you this morning. We can help you. But maybe you're here this morning and you're, you, you've been on the fence. Maybe you've heard the message many times, but you haven't given your life to Christ and you really don't know why. Brethren, you have an opportunity right now this morning to be baptized for the remission of your sins, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God himself will take you out of the world and put you into the kingdom. And you will be amongst the saints. A fellow servant in the kingdom. You can make that choice right now. And the choice is yours as we stand and sing.